Happy Wednesday, y'all. Well, we are at the point in Colton's journey to find love where our bachelor is at a breaking point. Although our boy is feeling all the feels, the one dominating his heart right now is confusion. Who is here for the right reasons? Right reasons. What is the Hogwarts Express doing in Colorado? When will Kaylin let down her walls and start cursing like a sailor in front of Colton? Where is the rest of Hannah B's top? Why has Peter Brady Ben Higgins replaced our host Chris Harrison as the resident mentor? If that last one is the case, someone send help. I'll be over here in the corner rocking back and forth in the fetal position. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's do it. It's episode 93 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. Once again, this week, week seven of Colton's journey to find love or his journey not to be jilted while he has one knee down holding up Uncle Neil's beautiful diamond solitaire ring. I have with me some guy in Austin. How are you doing today? I'm good, but um, I'd like to do a Colton impression first. Oh, um, please. I'm really, con- I'm really confused and and worried, mm. and my worst nightmare could come true. What? And now I'm going to cry for a while. Oh, that's sad. Are you, are you going to jump a fence in one single bound? Yes, but next week. <laughs> are you sure? Because that's what they said last week, that it would be <laughs> this week, and I felt jilted. I don't know, man. I, I felt like, um, I've always felt like he's a little soft. I think I referred to him as a pushover last week. Right. But this week was uh, the indecisiveness and the crying and the, you know, the, the, uh, pitting one girl against another and mm. you believing everything he's told. Mm. Um, and by the way, that, that flew in the face of everything his um, uh, bouncer dad told him, mm-hmm. which was, you know, trust your gut and your instinct and don't second guess yourself. Yeah. And then he second guessed himself. Yeah. Um, but you know, overall, um, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Uh, I know we'll get into it, but I kind of like the way that they did the sneak up two on one date. That right. was, you know, interesting. Impressive, I thought. Yep, I liked the um, the scenery was wonderful. I've actually been on that train mm-hmm. in Georgetown, uh, the Colorado there, off of I seventy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was it was um, it was a good week. I thought. Did you end up at Hogwarts? Uh, I don't know what that is, but um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that a Harry Potter thing? That's a solid joke, man. Solid joke yeah, right okay. there. I'm so proud of myself. I don't even That's care where that Harry you Potter have. Went to school, right? It is. It is. Uh, I'm so glad. I but I don't know what that has to do with a train. What does that have to do with a train? Because <laughs> they get there by train, duh. Oh, okay. Don't they don't fly in their magic broomsticks or whatever? No. People would see you up in the air. Muggles. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about Colton's face in his video testimonial, the ones that I hate. It had a very Blair Witch feel about it this week because, Mm -hmm. as you said, he's upset. He has all the feels and he doesn't know what to do with them because I don't know if you knew this, but you can fall in love with more than one person at a time. Yeah, I think um, Ben Higgins, the inventor of that... um, (laughs) That 
Bachelor scenario was on to confirm. Um, okay, was he on to confirm, or was he slowly inching his way into Chris Harrison's role, which is to talk the person off the ledge? Because that worried me listen, just a tad. I, that first of all, that is Bachelor blasphemy, which you just said. What? Um, and I know it wasn't. Taking Chris Harrison's place, bite your tongue. Well, that's what I'm worried is happening. I think Chris Harrison is off on some red carpet entertainment tonight gig with his woman, not caring about the place that got him to the red carpet, which was Trading Spaces, which everyone knows. And then it was Bachelor, then Millionaire. (laughs) Is Trading Spaces right? I don't think that's right, but whatever. You know, he was on HGTV. It was something something on HGTV. He was a young buck. It was great. Ah, oh, the days. I get lost in your eyes. And I feel my spirits rise and soar like the wind. Is it love that I am in? So, there's so much there. Um, not to mention your, your projection, um, at the frustration of Chris Harrison's dating life, which it mystifies me, but, um, I did notice he was absent and I I was going to ask you this since you are the, um, resident bachelor expert, Mm -hmm. way more expert than I will ever be. Is there, uh, is there a show in bachelor history where Harrison has not physically appeared on the show? You know, if there has been, it has been a handful, one or two, maybe. None come to mind, but I'm not going to say it's never happened. I will say it's extremely rare, and I personally feel it when he's not there. And as you said before, when we were talking on the phone earlier, it's not like they were in Singapore or Thailand or Vietnam. They're in Mm -hmm. Denver. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. Something is amok. Denver is a great freaking city it's i would actually live there if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the cold uh, <laughs> an alternative to those here, pesky but, rocky you know. mountains mm. yeah but i did see i did see um the fact that you know colton is really distraught about things um he i is. thought the capitol building was an appropriate place to start his journey being at the epicenter of activity <laughs> symbolically and then branching out <laughs> down i-70 toward various locations ending up at his parents house and then ignoring his dad's advice. <laughs> the end. That's all we have for you today, everyone. It's seven yeah, minutes in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's talk about we we start this date with the Blair Witch Project, and then he moves on mm-hmm. into saying, "I've got seven girls. I don't know what I'm going to do. I still don't know who the pesky person is who's not here for the right reasons. I've got to figure that out." And we see all the girls come forward holding hands in a line as you would like you're playing red rover and Mm -hmm. they see him and his dog Mm -hmm. and i think he notices who pets his dog and who doesn't he's judging a little bit right there Mm -hmm. and then he takes taisha off to have a one-on-one date while the rest of them are left there in the field sinking in their high heels you want to know my theory i do okay so Tasha has been christened the local source of information Mm -hmm. now as you as you probably know from trends the local sorts of information is often done away with, in fact, always done away with when she uh, ceases serving the purpose for which she was brought on the date in the first place. Mm-hmm. So here's how this is going to work, in my opinion. Now that he has gotten to the bottom of the not here for the right reasons nonsense, mm-hmm. 
Um, and he's, he's made a decision, uh, which by the way, was very nonlinear because he sent Hannah B home and she had nothing to do. If anyone was there for the right reasons, right. <laughs> uh, it was, it was Hannah B. Sure. Sure. Uh, yet she, she got kicked to the curb and poor thing. She had to wear that terrible dress with the, with the, um, mm-hmm. the shoulder pads and then mm-hmm. just, you know, it looked like something Crystal Car- Carrington would wear out of the bedroom in yes, Dynasty. Yes, that's what I said. It was my mom's um, dressing gown, her pink silk dressing gown right. from 1963. That's right. So um, I think that the reason she's tapped is, number one, he likes her and trusts her and all that stuff. But really, it's like, look, who do you want to hear the nonsense from? You're going to send her home anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, all right, Tasha. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's pretty relaxed around her. They seem to have a good time. I just don't think... Despite what you see on camera, I don't think she's the one. I don't think no. he likes her very well. No, and she's also I, older and wiser, and he he can trust her like he did Katie to tell him what's going down now. And we know what happened to Katie. We, exactly, we know what happened to Katie. <laughs> but this is just as a just as a little chunk. I feel like that we've got lots of little chunks here on a he on a she said she said level. What is happening is. Katie tells him, and it's the third one when she leaves, hey, you need to watch out who's left because some of them don't really want to get married. So she's not necessarily saying right reasons. She's pinning it down on they don't want to get married. Now, whenever he flat out asks Tasha, hey, what did Katie say? So she's not technically tattletaling because he asked her and she likes him enough to tell the truth. So she says, well, whenever you came in after Katie left and you made this big declaration, hey, Katie just told me, along with Demi and Sydney, that some of you aren't ready for marriage. That is just devastating. And I have to go walk it on the beach and process my feelings. Mm -hmm. So the two people who cry about that are Cassie and Kaylin. And so that is translated as, Oh, they're scared because they're the ones who aren't ready. Otherwise, they wouldn't be crying because they have nothing to hide. Do mm-hmm. you think so that is true? That they don't have anything to hide or anything right. that you just told me that was said? Um, well, yeah, I, I think guess that, I, I think it was all nonsense. I think it was all nonsense. And I, I, I think that um, here's the other thing. I was, I was screaming at the TV because as an attorney, and, and I hate to, you know, you can't turn off the way you think. And I was thinking, first of all, this is a secondhand account um, of a story that she heard from someone who's no longer there, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, um, it's completely unverified. There's there, there's no corroborating information like other than they saw the girls react to that and assumed that that's what they were feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and Kate, uh, Cassie brought that up when they yep. were arguing toward the end, like, what are you talking about? And, and by that time, it had been even further removed from Kerpa, mm-hmm. who was re- relating it to him two levels removed. Uh, and then the third thing was, um, they're all self-interested. So why would he believe any of that? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And they, they all have an interest in telling him, hey, the two prettiest girls here who you seem <laughs> the most interested, and by the way, will share identical mm-hmm. um towel monograms with you if you get married <laughs> uh, don't really want to marry you right it's just Colton, interesting cassie and uh Kaylin, all c's that's what's driving this whole thing 
mean, Kerpa <laughs> Underwood? Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's terrible. Tasha, Tasha Underwood? Yeah. No. No. Now, no, no, uh, 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 Colt, Colt, hey, are are Kaylin and Colton coming over for Christmas? Now that's some alliteration, right? <laughs> that is. Are Kaylin and Colton coming for Christmas? How about Cassie? <laughs> See that that works. Well, Kerpa. I suppose Kerpa works, but that's a K. Like, just just humor me. Just humor me. She 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 would be she would be kicked out by the monogram thing. Yeah, you know, for being Colton so would boring. Colton would know a telegraph. You're like. Yeah, like, look, K, K U, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's got to be C U, like Colorado University. See, yeah. it's all coming oh, together. It's all coming together. So the together. C's make sense. And by the way, speaking of another C, it's felt like a conspiracy to me. Mm hmm. It's just weird, though, because Tasha, otherwise, from, from this point, has not given me reason to think that she's sketch. So I don't know. Whenever she, she tells him this, and the color drains from his face, and he starts to have a panic attack. And if I'm Tasha, I'm thinking, well, he's freaking out because he is thinking one of these two women, or maybe both, are women that I would end up with. So how is she supposed to feel in that moment? So I think Tasha, in her brain, says, you know what? I got to turn up some heat whenever he takes me to his house, which we'll get to that in a minute. I'm not sure that was his place, but... She walks in the bedroom where the magic does not happen, best line ever, mm-hmm. in his jersey. And I'm thinking, she's doing mm-hmm. that because she's trying to she's trying to turn it up a notch because he freaked out so hard at the fact that Cassie and Kaylin might be vying to be the next bachelorette, which was something else she said they were doing, or that if he gets down on one knee, they're gonna say, No, I don't want to marry you. I think that she's mm-hmm. she's trying to slide into that position, but also tells him, hey, I'm pretty sure my family's not going to like you. So all yeah. over the map, Tasha. Um, and uh, that might be another reason why she was chosen to go to hometowns, because apparently the dad is a, a ball buster next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the previews. But um, my favorite line ever and I, uh, is when, when Kalen finds out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, the 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 pageant training goes straight out yep. the the train window and rolling down the mountain. At that point, I mean, it was the gloves are off, uh-huh. and it all it all culminates with my favorite, maybe one of my favorite lines in Bachelor history, mm-hmm. which is, "quote Dude, I'd better get a rose, or I'm about to call a b- out on that." Shit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bumper sticker. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We're going to needlepoint that There's on your, a pillow yeah. right now. That's right. There's your T-shirt right there. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was priceless. Which, and she which, was not happy. Oh, heck no, she wasn't happy. Which all of this happens because she is chosen for the second one-on-one date. He takes her snowboarding. She falls all over the place. Mm-hmm. He has mercy on sort her. Sort of. Right. He has... Yeah, he sort of... He put a snowboard on her. I wouldn't really characterize that as true. going snowboarding. True, true, true. <laughs> uh, she has a lot of physical pain. So then he's thinking, well, you know, let's go over here and sit and talk, and I'm going to give her some you know, emotional pain right now. And he calls Tasha out and says, hey, she said this and this. And, of course... Kaylin says, I just don't know. And she she has her pageant training on in that moment. 
I, I believe she can't cry any real tears because the hot fire below her skin is evaporating them because she's holding in all her anger. And she walks off and does her talking head. And that's when she says our T-shirt slogan or our needlepoint slogan. And you're right. Yeah. All class went out the window and, and she turned into someone else. Yeah, that was pretty solid. I are you now? I'm still not all the way to believing Hannah B because I think Hannah B is a little nuts herself. Mm-hmm. But in light of what I saw as Hannah B's really, you know, solid rally toward rehabilitation over the yes. last few weeks of her crazy performance, um, you know, there might be a, a bit of truth to the mean girl thing. Um, it's really not hard to get under Hannah B's skin. Now, we'll talk about Hannah B in a second, but. I thought the loss was pretty classy. I was waiting for her to mm. explode into tears and start blaming people, but she did pretty well. She did well in front of him. And then when she got in the rejection limo, I'm convinced she pulled out yeah, her she, voodoo doll and started stabbing it. The one that looks like Kaylin. Yeah, but she didn't say anything to embarrass herself, I thought. You know, a lot of times they they freak out and you know, say a bunch of nonsense and cry too much, but I, mm-hmm. I don't. I think she handled that well. She took she took it as well as she could possibly take it after, you know, a telling him she loved him, mm-hmm. Twice. b you know putting herself out there, c agreeing to wear that dress, um, and d professing her love before he said, yeah, that's you know, mm-hmm. I know you met my family, but it didn't really count. Mm-hmm. She turned <laughs> she turned it on for the family though. She really did. She she was in pageant mode and I think did a great job in charming them. But as you said, his dad takes him aside and they go sit by the fire pit outside and he says, you have to trust your gut. And what does your gut tell you? And mm-hmm. Colton says, oh, no, dad, tell me who to pick. Well, I can't do that because I'm contractually obligated not to. I have to be vague in this moment, but she's a blonde and let's get on with it. Do you think the family had anything to do with her going home? Or, you know, in other words, was that an actual no. test or was that just, Mm-mm. was that a, was that a dry run to see how the cameras mm-hmm. and everything could be set up in Colt's house? That's exactly what I think it was. It, it would have been safe to, to take Tasha as well. I don't think he would have wasted time on Kerpa or Heather. But you know he's interested in Hannah G and Cassie and Kaylin, and they're all going to probably get a hometown anyway, or two of the three will. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just mm-hmm. default that she was going to be happy and perky and great while he was, it was a nice contrast to happy, perky, great on the inside and him outside being sad and brooding and asking his dad, I don't know what to do. But he, I mean, even she saw it whenever they were in the car, she kept saying, are you okay? Are you, are you fine? Is something wrong? And he said, yeah. And she just acted like. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, well, I'll tell you at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's I was on the radio this morning. I'm 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 they always call me to talk about The Bachelor on Tuesday mornings and the guy, his name is Murphy, he's the DJ and he said it's like she's the dog going to the vet but doesn't know that she's going to the vet. She's just No, exactly right. How's like, it going? What's happening? This is all right. great. I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I was she, waiting for why are we driving toward the airport? <laughs> is isn't that out of the way? <laughs> <laughs> but they did have dinner. And by the way, hanger. if you've ever been, they did. All right. I mean, that's convenient, right? And like the the private jet hangar, which was conveniently right across the right across the way. There's there. a short did, little uh, rejection SUV. Hannah B. I thought tried really hard. I think maybe her dismissal was um, was sort of uh, unfair. Not mm-hmm. not that she went home. Just the way that she went home was a little yeah. drawn out and cruel. 
And unfortunate that she professed love twice to him. And then he, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, breaks her heart. But she did say in the limo that he's an idiot for not picking her. And you know she was ticked that Kaylin got through to hometowns and she didn't. So once again, she's second billing. You don't it, you don't spike the football until the referee signals touchdown. You know what I mean. So just because yeah. you meet the family, yeah, doesn't mean you know you're lining up an extra point. Uh, uh-uh. uh, you gotta you gotta get the rose first. And if that doesn't happen, um, anyone could go home. Because remember, Lindsay, we haven't said this this season, and we probably should remind everybody hmm. there are no rules. No, they're not. Especially when it comes to Colton, because he does everything by feelings and not words. Yep. Well, here we are, last date, group date. It is four Mm -hmm. individuals, Kerpa, Heather, Ben Kissed, Heather, and Cassie, as well as Hannah G. Hannah G, who has been silent for most of the episode, which is probably the smartest thing she could have ever done. Right, And and little did we know, uh, we talked about this, we, we alluded to it in the beginning, little did we know that this was a surprise Mm-hmm. Two on one day. Mm-hmm. It's actually disguised cleverly as a four on one group day. Right. However, well, and they um, get on the Hogwarts Express and go to where they're going mm-hmm. out in the middle of the wilderness where they have some sort mm-hmm. of the ABC intern set up some seating out in the middle. And there are two roses right there because I was thinking, mm-hmm. are we going to have a rose ceremony for the last two people? But no, there are the roses right there. And Heather immediately asked him for some alone time. They all give mm-hmm. her the look whenever they walk away. And her alone time consists of, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Can I get a yeah. ticket back home on the train? And he says, sure. Thanks. Because you know why? Yeah, that- he's excited that he thinks she's the one who's not ready for marriage. Right. Well, he was like, ooh, that was easy. Right. Woohoo. Uh, and then, and then, do you think she used him just for his kiss? I think she did. I think yeah, she I think, did. I think. She's going to kiss a lot of people back home, too. Now that those that can of worms is open, she's just going to everywhere, kiss her way through the town. Uh, mm -hmm. (sighs) Poor Heather. She'll be on Paradise, too, so somebody can give her another first, wouldn't you think? I never never liked her. Yeah, she's she's not memorable. Yeah, I don't dislike her, but but yeah, so she she takes herself out of the game, and mm-hmm. then now there's three on one, and and this is why I said I'm not a math guy, you know, but but I I could do basic math, mm-hmm. and um so uh when when they see when they're like is that the train, and then you hear the whistle, and the, of course the next logical <laughs> conclusion is other than we're being left in the mountains, <laughs> is um is you know oh my gosh Heather's gone, <gasps> and uh they get bummed out, and I'm like wait your odds just went up. Eight percent each, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. now it's three. You got a three in one chance instead of a four in one. So right, deal with it, then and be happy about it. And when I say that, I'm talking to Kerpa, who somehow lost a personality between here and Asia. She is about as straight laced, and she doesn't smile, and she doesn't raise her voice, and she's definitely in the friend zone and knows it. I'm wondering if she's. She a knew plant. she was going home. She, oh, she totally knew she was going mm-hmm. home. Did you see her carrying around that hot pink notebook? There was a hot pink. <laughs> no, what was that? 
there's a hot pink notebook that she had in her hand. When she goes to talk to Colton, she has it. And then later at their dinner, he has it and gives it back to her. So I think they're exchanging, here's a notebook. I'm going to write something and then I give it to you. And then you write something and you give it to me. And she's probably saying, here is everybody I hate. Yeah. I mean, what reference material could they possibly keep in? You know, I mean, like, what, what are they, what are they logging? What's your favorite color? <laughs> and then you would write down what color? <laughs> what color would you write? I don't know. My favorite color? Yes. I don't know. Blue. And then you would write blue. underneath blue, a question to me. What would that question be? Um, will you go with me? I don't know how it and works. And then you'd give it back uh, to me. Uh, and then I would write, well, I don't know. Can you tell me 47 things that you like about me before I make my decision? And then I hand it back to you. And then you have to write one through 47 reasons why you think I'm the greatest. See? And I would put, uh, I would put, um, I'm sorry, but I'm giving this to Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> when you kick her to the curb, you're like, yeah, yo, can I have that notebook? Can I have that notebook? They don't yeah, let me have uh, a lot of things tear here. tear out your pages. I mean, I understand. <laughs> tear out your pages. I, you know, Cassie and I, I don't want to, we want to recycle. Um, so, uh, I, yeah. were, you, were you ever nervous for Cassie or for uh, Kaylin? You know what? Okay. I don't care about Kaylin. I am not emotionally connected to her whatsoever. I don't care if she stays or goes. Cassie, I'm a little bit different because up until this episode, she was my number one pick and I thought, yes, I really like her. I think she still might be, but I, now, now I, I have pause for some reason. The thing that I remember most is from last week, they show a scene's coming up which we thought was this week but it never happened it shows her weep crying in the back of a vehicle and so I don't know that makes it look like he sent her away for some reason or maybe he rejected her I'm not sure so that made me a little bit nervous for for one tiny second I thought Mm -hmm. what if he ditches her what if he ditches her because of what Kerpa said. And, you know, we kept Kaylin and she was safe, but then, uh, what if they get rid of Cassie? And that, that can be a whole thing for women tell all or after the final rose or something. However, she and Kerpa get into it. And there's, there's one thing that was said during their little bickering moment where he takes Cassie away and says, Hey, Tasha told me that you are not here to get married and maybe you want to be the bachelor and she doesn't cry either, which I think is a red flag and is very nervous about him. But no, I am here for you and you're and well, I want to get married and have babies. And he's okay. And then she goes yeah. back and she's very concerned. Like, I can't believe Tasha said that. And that's when Kerpa steps in just monotone and says, well, yeah, if he asks me, I'm going to tell him the same thing. And so then Cassie says, well, what if, what if this is being twisted around and it's, and they're taking my words differently than what I meant them. And I thought, wait a minute, what, what words did you say uh, that it, could be twisted around? So let, let's go back to Kaylin's reaction. Um, you got your finger on the button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So when, when this whole thing materializes, uh-huh. um, Kate Kalen is the first to opine on the validity of the, um, mm-hmm. the accusation. Yes. Um, I just found my, I just found my notes and, uh, I'm going to read the direct quote that, um, she said to the camera because I wrote it down. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here I go. Get your finger on the button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Yes. I wouldn't put myself through 
I was here just for a boyfriend. Tasha pulled a lie out of her ass, and I'm going to f*** up. And then she says, she's an insecure 28-year-old. F*** her. I better get a rose because I will call the stupid That's a, That is a word. I found that in my notes. Right, right, <laughs> that right, was right, 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 awesome. Right. This is the part where we, where we know Kaylin has, you know, left her Miss Congeniality roots for Miss Hostility. And this is also when my friend Stephanie said, you know what? I guess the black modesty box is, has been replaced by the blurred mouth bleeping this season because they are just yeah. all dropping F-bombs left and right and nobody's yeah. happy. But yes, she's upset. Cassie is upset. Then Cassie's having to sit well, there and listen to Kerpa say, well, if he asks me, I'm going to tell him the same thing about you. That's terrible. Right, well, so so he, it is. But but so here's the other thing. Now, to, to bring all this full circle, Casey, or I'm sorry, Cassie and Kaylin are close. God, what's all the C's this week? <laughs> um, I mean, alliteration aside, they're they're very close. And so Cassie has an identical reaction, just minus their profanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I I tend to believe both of them. It's a little unfair, don't yeah. you think? I, I mean, well, I vacillated bringing back out what and they forth. talk about in the house, and yeah. uh, I believe them. I, I vacillated them. back and forth again with that one comment of of her saying, "Well, what if what if she took what I said and twisted around?" And that's what I kept thinking. Ah, I wonder what you said that made her think. Oh, she only wants to party and be the next bachelorette. To which, of course. Kerpa does use her time to tell Colton, hey, Cassie doesn't want to be here and she wants to be the bachelorette and she wants to be Insta famous. Just thought you should know, which, you know, takes Colton again down to a place that's not very good. He goes into his dark hole mentally and he picks up the two roses <laughs> and he says, I gotta, I gotta have some time. He looks for a body of water that he can pace beside and he says, I'm not going to give these roses out until mm-hmm. tonight. Which next came one of my favorite parts in Bachelor history that I don't think has ever happened before. You'll have to tell me if you remember this. They all file in and it's a circle table with three people on one side of the circle and him on the other. He asked Hannah G to go outside and we do not follow them. The camera stays with Kerpa and Cassie in complete, awkward, weird silence for about 45 seconds. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. It was horrific. And then he comes in and grabs a rose and goes back outside. And he gives Hannah the rose. And we never see their conversation. We never hear Hannah speak. She just gets the rose. And the other two are sitting there thinking, oh dear. And we've just turned into a two-on-one because Hannah goes home to tell Kaylin, 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 and what's her name, <laughs> Tasha. Hey, guess what? There's a lot of drama going on. It's up in the mansion. You go up the driveway and turn left, and it's up some stairs, and that's where you'll find Colton. So that's where Kaylin goes. Yeah. Just ignore everybody with their fake chicken and broccoli <laughs> in front of them. Um, Do not walk make straight up the stairs, and that. That's right. Don't make eye contact at all. Don't look. They're ghosts. They're ghosts. Uh, Go up there, (laughs) defend your friend, and get the (laughs) out. (laughs) 
that was which so my does. favorite part was yeah but the best part was was when um so you know kerpa and uh cassie are super mad at each other and there's that like you said it was beyond awkward they're just kind of sitting there sipping their water no booze anywhere mm-hmm. in sight Mm-mm. and uh and Kaylin walks in. Somebody says, is that Kaylin? And they look at each other and kind of nod. And then when she, when she comes downstairs, the the uh, Cassie just shrugs her shoulders and looks at Kerpa like, what? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And I thought that was that was, that was really funny. Um, and then Colton just shows up as if nothing happened. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so, so bizarre. Here we are. Um, but I guess... Yeah, and then uh, I know what I want to do, uh, Cassie. Here's your rose. But here's here's the other thing that sort of um, was a tell for me. Mm-hmm. Remember when he kicks Kerpa to the curb? Say that three times. <laughs> There's a lot of C's and K's this week. We're we're mm-hmm. we're, with, we're we're cuddling with Kayla and Cassie. We're kicking Kerpa to the curb. I mean, this is fantastic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and when he kicks Kerpa to the curb. Um, then he comes in and he kind of like lets his shoulders down, like, like <sighs> exhales and he says, come here, you know, like, mm. thank God this is over. You were, and I just got the, I, I took that as man, it was you all the time. I'm just kind of going through this, you know, for the show or whatever. That's the impression to. I got. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he just says like, come here, give me a hug. And then she gets a kiss and it wasn't like, Hey, you survived. It's like, right. thank God this is over. Yes. Yes. So in your opinion, right now, we have four women left. We have Tasha, we have Kaylin, or Kaylin, if you're from East Texas, and Hannah, and Cassie mm-hmm. left. Hannah G. Hannah G. Left. If you had to pick right now, obviously, Tasha is the odd woman out because she's the one that tried to sabotage Cassie and Kaylin, correct? <laughs> 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 conspiracy correct yeah it's a there was a i was almost gonna say to corrupt. i was almost gonna say <laughs> what do you a, think guy in austin but that doesn't sound <laughs> no that doesn't sound really that's a completely different <laughs> podcast i think Well, there has been a conspiracy to corrupt the process this mm-hmm. week. Um, and I think that, um, I think you're right. I think Tasha is gone. Mm-hmm. And I think the other three are going to go to their, he likes the blondes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's clear. So he's got uh, Hannah G, who's a blonde, Cassie, who's a blonde, Kaylin, who's close enough. Um, and then Tasha, I think, dug herself a hole this week. I she think e- even though he's getting getting information from her like that, I think there's a certain part of. And I even said this to uh, Mrs. Some guy. I was like, yeah, I'd lose respect for her mm-hmm. if, that, if that's you know if she's volunteering that much information because she had an opportunity to say, yeah, you know, look, I'm just not. I don't want to talk about it. Like that's your own deal. Um, I like everybody, or I don't like some people, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that person. Yeah. No one stepped back in. Kerpa did the same thing, and then. Um, you know, she got kicked to the curb as well. So, right. I think Tasha though, also gave him a, an out whenever she said, yeah, my family is going to be pretty hard and my dad probably won't like you. That is a, that is a total out for him to take because he has said on more than one occasion, yep. family is very big to me. And so if her family doesn't like him, then I think that's going to be his, one of his reasonings for it not being able to work, yeah. which will leave him with the three that you and I kind of had always said, of those three, 
I don't think Kaylin has been her true self. She is still in pageant mode to me. And the other two have let their guard down and feel more comfortable with him as people. Kaylin still feels like to me, I have to have perfect hair and I have to say the perfect thing and I have to have my smile just perfect. And then you go and hear her with her long string of stuff that you just said five minutes ago. And to me, that's more her than what she is putting in front of him. So to me, that's not going to be his wife either. And we're down to Hannah and Cassie. That's who I think it'll be. I disagree with you on Kaylin. Hmm. Um, I think maybe she's got a few more walls up. I don't think she's there just to win, but I do think she's almost like the dog chasing the car that if she does catch Colton, maybe she's going to realize that's not really what she wants. Mm -hmm. So I I would agree with you in that respect. Um, Yeah. So I think the final three, um, Tasha's going home. And I think the final three are going to be Kaylin, Cassie and Hannah G. Mm -hmm. I think that Kaylin goes home Mm -hmm. and I think that Hannah G and Cassie are last two standing. And I think he picks Hannah G. She's not too challenging. Um, She's very pretty and they look good together. And who would you make the next bachelor? It bachelorette. Kayland or I don't, Cassie? No, no. I know. If, if I had to pick between those two, I'd say Cassie for sure. Mm-hmm. But but you know, I don't know if that would suit her. I know. I know. I feel like yeah. they need somebody a little bit older too, which is making me wonder if we should pull Elise back Let's into what, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> see what see what Gwen is doing. Let's just call Gwen. See what Gwen is doing. Maybe so, her daughter would like to be the next. <laughs> How old's Harrison's daughter? She's almost of age too. We could put her in the mix, would or his son be could be the next perfect. bachelor. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah, um, you know what I did miss though. I did miss the um, ladies, Colton. It's a final rose tonight, Colton. Yes. Whenever you're ready. Harrison, where are you, man? Maybe he was talking with Trista yeah. and Ryan and just lost track of time because they live in Colorado. They're there? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Does she have a cookbook? She's got to have a cookbook or something by now. Trista, she has to have a cookbook. I, somebody, somebody out there is looking at it on their shelf right now going, of course she has a cookbook. It's like you know, recipes for love or some nonsense, you know, like some pun if it if not then i need to get their phone number and pitch that (laughs) (laughs) hey you know i just had an idea what maybe maybe you know i've got a gopro (laughs) maybe i'll record a a private diary would you post that on your website next week if i do (laughs) a shirtless private (laughs) private diary (laughs) could you see missing some guy coming and going what the Only if you hold the camera down below your face and shake it a lot when yeah. you're, and then you need at least one to two tears. And then, yes, I will post well, I don't, it. Please okay, do that. I, I, I'm I being, I'm being so listen, serious right now. Please, please do that. Yeah. Listen, I don't have an outdoor shower, so that's out. <laughs> so this is, this is a way that I can connect well, with the fans. Well, this is some guy film you while you do chin-ups on your pergola. Or while you're no, eating a, turkey meat. I have a deck. I could do it on see, the deck. See? See? <laughs> Wait, do you have a wall? Jump over a what wall. What kind of wall? What do you mean? A one you can jump over. Actually, you know what? Well, the fence in my backyard is 16 feet high. I don't, <laughs> don't think I could do that. Come on, Colton could.
y'all so much for listening and thank you for getting excited about my new book. In case you didn't hear, there's another one coming out. It's called It's a Love Story. I'm a total expert at the subject matter and it's available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Since I've been in, in a love story mood, I wanted to tell you about some favorite love story authors of mine. Check out Emma St. Clair, Bethany Turner, and Daphne Emerson. They're good writers and friends of the show, so let's show our fellow authors some love. And hey, if you want to chat about the show or the blog or the books, hit me up on the socials. I'm Lindsay on Twitter, and I'm Lindsay Round Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling generous, I'd love it if you would give the podcast a review on iTunes. You guys mean the world to me. Love you, mean it. Texas forever.